Knock High. Welcome, everybody, to Knock Knock High with the Glockenfleckens. I, as usual, am Dr. Glockenflecken. I'm Lady Glockenflecken. And we are excited that you're here with us today. Today, we are talking to a native Texan. Mm. We're excited. Yeah. Because I'm a native Texan. You are. And you are not a native Texan, but no, you did grow up in Texas. I spent a lot of time there, yes. I grew up outside of Houston, and we'll talk about that in the show today. Uh, but Kristen yeah. uh, grew up in Dublin, Texas. I did. Just you a... don't have to say it with an Irish accent like I just tried to do. <laughs> tried to. And, operative keyword there. Very much failed to do, mm-hmm. but... It's a very small town. It is. It's it's rural. It's um in the in the dairy country. I guess you could, there's a lot of dairy industry there, or at least there was at the time. I can't. I've not been back in gosh probably twenty years or more. So I don't know what's going on there now. Best known for Dublin Dr Pepper. Yep. At the time, would people ever? Do people even know? Yeah, at people. This point? I think Still? so. Well, Still? I don't know. I don't like. I said I haven't been there in over twenty years. <laughs> Let so. us know if you've heard of Dublin Dr Pepper. <laughs> That's it's right. It's like an original. Dr. Pepper bottling plant. Well, it's not original. And they, but they use like the original, like the sugar, like the yeah, recipe, yes, the original the recipe, recipe is what was special stuff. about it. But and you worked there, didn't you? No, you think that every single time we talk about it. That was we've only my... been married for like fifteen years. <laughs> that was my brother. He worked at the soda shop. Oh, your brother did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. No, I never worked there. Um, but you yeah, en- you got to enjoy all the the fun moments of rural life, though. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I did. And, you know, we talk in this episode some about how, you know, certain things are for some people and not for others. And um, I am very much a city person that was held captive for my entire childhood in um, dairy country in central Texas in the middle of nowhere. So, um, you know, I I adapted and I, I got along just fine, but it wouldn't have been my first choice. Um, and you know, you know very well that I don't like bugs. Oh yeah, I have just a just huge irrational fear of. I think you, any kind you, of arachnids. Well, you do. For the most you, have, part. you have legit arachnophobia. Legit arachnophobia. Yes, like for real. Which makes our upcoming trip to Australia. I'm terrified. Uh, much more. I can't fun even for you. be excited because I'm just worried about the spiders. And and it's and that's partly why I think we love, or at least you love living. I mean, I love it too. But why you love living in Oregon? Because yeah, it, far fewer bugs, and the ones that are here are usually pretty tiny and harmless. Yeah, very few bugs. Yep, very few love bugs. It. Little tiny spiders, but nothing. Yeah, nothing major. Right. I still don't even like those tiny ones. As but... as opposed to Texas. Yeah, you got like. What do you got? Like. You know, those wolf spiders yeah, those were wolf... very common and they're like, what, mm-hmm. how big is that? Would you say like, uh, I don't know, three or four. You got tarantulas. Inches. Oh God. Those two. Uh, flashbulb memory Large of driving, roaches. driving down the road, yeah. country roads, dirt roads. Right. And there was just giant tarantula right in the middle of it. And I mean, we're talking like, like larger than a softball size tarantula. Yeah, I believe it because my, you know, my, Ugh. my mom's side of the, or my mom and dad, both sides of the family are from West Texas. Yeah. And so I, my mom, I think told a story once about her brother taking like a, a can of starch. Yep. A whole can of starch yep, to a tarantula. This is a thing little boys would do in to Texas. A, to a tarantula, <laughs> like sprayed the, the whole can of starch on a tarantula and it just froze i don't know how true that is but i'd believe it i guess it's like you know when you do the magnifying glass and you burn ants it's kind of one of those it's in that same ballpark of Mm -hmm. things to do and you had a you had a run-in with a with a scorpion too yeah by the way aren't those in the Uh, in the same family as as spiders spiders? i feel like they are they have eight legs don't they i don't don't know know. anyway somebody could tell us in the comments but but yeah, we they entomologists. So we, this, help us that's out right. Are there any entomologists listening Although to this medical insects. podcast? I mean, spiders aren't necessarily aren't it's technically true. insects. So I, I don't know what you call a spider specialist or arachnidologist. Arach- I don't. I don't know. Who knows? Know. That's something out. for for another yeah. time. Um, but yes, I did. I had a f- several run-ins with scorpions out where we lived. Um, I remember one. I must have been, I don't know, maybe five or six years old, and there was a scorpion on my carpet in my bedroom, just on the floor, but I had never seen or heard of a scorpion before. That was new to me. Uh, We had just moved to Texas from the West Coast, 
Um, so I just saw this thing kind of moving out of the corner of my eye, right? It was very camouflaged because it was the exact same color as my carpet. And I, I just saw this like movement and I went over and I couldn't really make out what, what it was that was on the carpet and I'd never seen one before. And so I just reached out and touched it, which was not the thing to do. (laughs) It did not appreciate that. And it, um, stung me. Do you call it stinging? Yeah, I think so. It's got a stinger. Yeah. 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 So was it painful? It was. Yes. I cried a lot. Uh, my grandfather was there at the time, though, visiting and um, he he was a doctor. And so he just used what we had in our kitchen. It was pretty, pretty Sucked ingenious. Actually, he made like wound. this baking soda paste, oh. like baking soda and water until it's a paste. And then you just like put it on. It worked. Kind yeah. of draws the poison yeah, it draws out. Or it something. out. Exactly. So that worked. Um, so, yeah. So that was that was one day. And then like, I think, I feel like these were close together in time, but maybe not. Um, there was another time where my younger brother, who's like a year younger than me, was sleeping in his bed, but his bed was just like on the floor. You know how yeah. like a little kid, sometimes they just sleep mattress on the floor and that's it. And middle of the night, he just starts screaming bloody murder. And he's this little guy, right? Like he's four or five, something like that. And you know, of course, everybody gets woken up and runs in there to see what's going on. He had been stung by a pregnant, no, 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 um, a newly, a new mom, <laughs> scorpion. <laughs> a new scorpion mom. And all of her babies, which are just like sitting, the babies sit on their backs. Oh, this is giving me creeps just talking about it. But the babies just sit on the back. And, and so she had all these babies and she and all the babies had just gone to town <laughs> on my just, sleeping brother. Oh, poor kid. He must have, he probably like rolled over onto them or something. Oh. I just, oh, it was horrible. Oh. So as so. we cover in the show today, this and other reasons, you know, <laughs> a, a visit Texas. Look, some people really like Texas. I have, I'm not going to try to convince you not to. It's just, it, it wasn't for me. Oh, not no, for fair me. Fair enough. It's not for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> my only my only um uh, one more thing we we, we got to get on from this but uh the 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 only uh scorpion story or really the only thing i remember about scorpions growing up is the the movie how i shrunk the kids <laughs> honey i shrunk the kids oh <laughs> that's it honey i shrunk <laughs> the kids uh i think they have like an encounter with a giant scorpion in that movie. Oh, I don't remember. Like in the yard that they're in. Yeah. I could just be making that up, but yeah. I really feel like there's like some... So your only experience you know, was a movie. Yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a city kid. Like <laughs> I, I grew up in the suburbs. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't encounter scorpions growing up. You did, unfortunately. I sure did. All right. Let's get to Dr. Audrey Nath here. So Dr. Nath is a neurologist in Houston. Yes. And um, it's very accomplished, multi-talented individual. Uh, she's an MD, PhD, uh, did uh, her training at Harvard and ended up in Texas. And uh, she's an author, author. a musician, yeah. so lots much of things. Stuff. She's a such done, an overachiever. I know. And she's also done a little writing uh, for Gomer blog, which yes. is something that we have in common. I, I, that's like when I first started doing medical comedy, I was writing these satire articles for Gomer blog. So that's right. It's this thing. It was like the onion, but for medical professionals. So maybe some of you remember it. And she's done a lot of, uh, of, of kind of multimedia stuff in her field as well in neurology, you know, um, uh, you know, doing podcasts and interviewing people about uh, neurologic issues and just really wide ranging, um, lots of talent here. Yes, so she's very talented, very enjoyed. smart, lots of funny stories. So let's get to it. All let's right, do it. Here's Dr. Audrey Nath. All right, Audrey, Audrey Nath, Doctor Nath, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it, it's it's a pleasure to talk to you, and uh, yeah, we're happy to have you here. This is great. Huge fan. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're a huge fan of yours. Okay, <laughs> so you 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 are uh, like doing some pretty incredible stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> I I take it you've been do you do you, do you watch the videos the yes. the and yes. and yes my husband okay. watches them the in laws watch them they're not even doctors they don't even care oh they're not doctors <laughs> no. those are my favorite I love I love it when the non doctors and people who are, don't have do not care about healthcare really whatsoever it doesn't even for matter for some reason. <laughs> 
<laughs> don't even care. That's, that's good to know. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm glad you like it just because I'm, I'm, uh, you know, the, um, the neurologist character is, is kind so of one great. of the more interesting characters. So and so relatable. I'm glad that, uh, so uh, awkward it, and so relatable to me personally. <laughs> good. <laughs> it doesn't offend you. That's great. <laughs> You know, there's a do women's wear, neurologist Do you wear a bow tie? Uh, what kind of bow t- what, what kind of outfit are you are you rocking at, at work? Uh, yeah, that's the thing. I guess a lot of this doesn't really translate to women so well. You know, a lot of the stereotypes right. yeah. in general, so just dresses and the well, fleece. You know, I am I am like playing myself, like you know, in for every single character. So uh, he doesn't only, make a very pretty woman. There's only so so many Kristen things does. I can do from an outfit. Kristen does a great job with that. She does absolutely. Thank God, much better than me. <laughs> you know, you have you and Kristen actually have something in common. Mm-hmm. Both of you uh, decided uh, started a PhD program ah. uh, and decided that uh, it was awful. <laughs> I apparently. did it. You did it. Yeah, you, uh, I did. Yeah, it. and and it was it was rough. It's though, all right. right. Shout out to my PhD yeah. advisor. We still talk. He's cool. <laughs> It's I not for thing. everyone, and there's there's not a lot of like way to find out whether it will oh, be no. for you, other than just to try it. Yeah, so, yeah, you have no idea, yeah. right? You don't really know what it entails. It's right, because you think you can do all the, th- you can you know do the undergrad research, maybe even get exactly. a master's degree, but those are all different things. Yes. So did you? Uh, what did you do your PhD in? So I was studying multisensory integration. So basically, audiovisual weird illusions really obscure illusions like the McGurk effect where if someone says bah but you see I realize people can't see the video but if you don't (laughs) really mouth the bah but you mouth ga people will hear something weird like duh anyways it exploits multi-sensory centers so basically I made tons and tons of videos of myself talking like this and showed them to my friends as they were in a functional MRI scanner and that was you're fun at parties (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) like watch me talk There's there's some of those in in multiple sclerosis, uh, especially with people that have um, optic neuritis. You know, that's I, I'm not gonna. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm not. Neuro ophthalmology is not my like forte. You oh, think it so would be because the eye is so small. Like I should know everything, but um, there is actually a lot of neuro ophthalmology. I'm I'm kind of hazy on. I, I should I, know I think, too. I'm a neurologist, but I, I don't. I, th- but, <laughs> I think there's some yeah, of those. Yeah, maybe between the two of those weird <laughs> like, visual <laughs> illusions. It's like there's one yeah. where it's it, it's like you you feel like things are an object is moving in front of you when it's or it's moving in like a, an ellipse when it's really in a straight line or there's oh. like weird things like that the oh, that's optic cool. nerve uh, it's too complicated I for should me have, like, i done a rotation in that you know uh, neuro ophthalmology yeah, I, done Abs- that. I mean oh well if you want it you know what we only have like one in this entire state and so if, yeah if it's you, not too late i think there are maybe three neuro ophthalmologists total like pretty much but uh, so we'd love for find. you to totally change your career path <laughs> yeah, if like... you want go back and do some additional training instead and of reading ages from home which you know <laughs> is that what you're doing now <laughs> yeah man i can't believe like everyone doesn't do this in medicine highly recommend and it's, you should do it's been like gig. it's been like 10 years since you've actually found anything on there right or do you actually see stuff on AEGs. <laughs> yes, occasionally catch seizures, yes. <laughs> but a lot of them are, there is generalized background slowing, you know, and you, you can kind of hear the reports in your mind and they all sound kind of similar like that. Are, are you, so you're, you're just, you do that full time? Like that's, Pretty, like that's I, a most, big part of your job? Most of my job is reading yeah. various types of signals on a computer screen at my house as a neurologist. So guys yeah. listening out there, it is an option if you're a doctor and just want to like look at signals, you can. Uh, I do from it. home doctor. I mean, that sounds like awesome. Neurologist. Yeah. I didn't yeah, it. I honestly didn't know that was a possibility. Yeah. I, I kind of didn't until the end of residency. Yeah, seriously, they don't talk yeah. about this. They like don't want you to know. What doctors well, don't you, want you to know you... is this. <laughs> how, how did you come across the work from home neurology position? Knew a couple well, people how doing you, it. How did you know that was a career option for oh, you? Oh, you know, somebody just talked me into epilepsy. I just kind of flitted from one thing to another. And so one day I sat down with someone and she said, you should do epilepsy. Like, okay. So I signed up for that fellowship and they were like, you should do clinical neurophysiology and epilepsy. That's one year each. Okay. Uh, and it turns out this is a job option from there. And there's a few people who had also bailed and done this before. And I got their names and I talked to them. And they're like, yeah, that's great. Like, okay. Yeah. It's like the secret <laughs> in academics. There's so many secrets in academics. You're not even supposed to leave academics. That's and go to right. Private practice, that's like much less blasphemy. Yeah, right. exactly. Right? You know what I'm talking yeah. about. I do you're know. You're breaking the mold. That's, yeah. that's good. I mean, you went into yeah. private practice. I, I'm sure your program director's mad, right? Still to this day. Oh. 
You, you know what? I, I but but I never flirted with with. Yeah, I don't uh, think anyone thought he academics. was going to be an academic. I, I'm not. A, I, I'm the I'm the kind of guy that um that really tried to fake his way through journal club. Oh my yeah, gosh, research um, is wife not is roasting you so hard. That's so great. Oh, yeah, Kristen, amazing. It's my job. I mean, it, it's uh. I, Fair. you know, I'll read the abstract and then, you know, be like, oh, you know, I, I totally agree with what Kristen said. I just want to say, yeah, I totally, I get it. That's exactly right. We so need your more studies. So not mad at you right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I they're fine. I think he saw this coming. They're fine yeah. with it. Well, I wanted, you know, the thing is I, I, at the end of the residency, I was done. Like I was like, I, I'm done with training. I can't Relatable. do anymore. I want to go out and get a job. So it was easier for me to, because we always need like community ophthalmologists out there uh, who are just kind of, will do, I'm a comprehensive ophthalmologist. I'll just, whatever people walk in through the door with, I'll just take care of it. Um, and so well, you, you just send them on to someone else essentially. I, that, well, if it's yeah, crazy, right. I, I love doing that. That's my favorite thing <laughs> hey, to do. Me too. It's like, look, I know so many people that are a lot smarter than me who you could benefit from. And so I'll, I'll send, I'll do that. But if I, if I had gone the fellowship route, I think in, when you go into fellowship, that's when they probably push you a little bit harder. Like, uh, man, you, are you sure you want to go in uh, to evil private practices or that's do you right. want to you know, do something worthwhile with your well, life? What's worse than that is since, <laughs> yikes, yowch, that was savage, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but true. Uh, I mean, since I did the MD-PhD program there, it's made mm -hmm. very clear to you, you're basically a failure if you don't go and become an R01 funded researcher who does research 80% yes. of the time. So anything mm. outside of that felt like a failure, you know? So I Right. That's the... like, that was, I did my PhD program. I was ABD. I went all the way through all the classes, all the comps, all the, all the everything. For those of you and, who didn't catch that. Yes, that's right. That's right. I just, I had to, you know, just do that small little project yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, Whatever. I, Whatever. <laughs> before I graduated. Yeah. And that was this, you know, I realized kind of halfway in that this was not the the job for me, the lifestyle for me, just, you know, it's for some people and not for others. And, oh, yeah. and it wasn't for me. And that's fine. Uh, but that was very much the the sentiment across right, disciplines. Was like, yes. I got a master's yes. degree from an Ivy League university, and I felt like the biggest failure because of that culture. It's yeah, washing. It's so silly, yeah. and it is yeah. across disciplines. Seriously, it's not just. Oh sure, yeah. That sciences. was in it's, that was in psychology. That yeah, wasn't exactly. even in medicine. So you it's know, everywhere. I, it's like, okay, I got to do a residency somewhere, a really big name. Okay, I'll go to Harvard, whatever, and that was cool, I guess. And then I did two fellowships, <laughs> even though I probably didn't have to. And then I took the faculty position, and then I was doing the grants, and then I was like i don't want to do this anymore <laughs> so yeah these, then i just kind of took a sledgehammer to all of it and i read exactly. studies from home but see it it's turns great. out okay Probably, now you have this yeah. sweet job i've got right. this sweet job Dude. so anybody out there who's Thank in the middle you, of something Grant's feeling like that's, that that's did not can, where i did not get that always, thank you yeah that is right for that yes it's timely right because this is around match season so you know if you're not today's black monday match, i know yeah, yeah so we're recording this video. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for doing that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I put out a, um, a video I had made about a year ago. So today is, uh, for everybody listening, it's match day today. So this, this, by the time this episode comes out, you know, it'll be like a I month it's later. Like but... Scramble day, I guess. It's the day you find yeah, out well, if it's, you matched. It's the day you find out all the med students in the country find out if they matched. And uh, it's a very, extremely stressful highs and lows, right? Yeah. Very excited and then just devastated students. And so uh, last year I made a video for, specifically for students who don't match, uh, just to give them a little bit of encouragement. So I reposted that. Uh, so, if, you know, if you're interested, it was the, the medical student goes to therapy. So that was, that was, the, that was the construct like, oh, wow. for the video. You're here. Great to yeah. see you. Right. You should come here more. But it is, it's like such, such, yeah. I don't know, brainwashing for lack of a better term, but just you've, but you've put so much into it and it's been so right. many years and so much time and so much effort and so much money or loans um that you feel like you're you're just completely devastated if it doesn't work out like you have no other options and now what will you do and and it you know it can be a really big problem for people in their mental health but i think you and i dr nath are proof that uh even if your first plan doesn't work out that you doesn't do mean that Fine. you're not going to end up doing something even better absolutely so. like, like come on a glock and fleck and pocket I mean, yes. <laughs> you know what it, it it all works out in the end Take that really does Take that. <laughs> Take that. Yes. So you you did your MD PhD, all of that, all of it at Harvard, right? No, no, that That's was at UT you... Houston and then um, oh, child see. neurology oh, was at Harvard. Residency. Yeah. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And every time I talk to you know, because I have to do a lot of research for all these different um 
in order to put these videos that sound like I know what I'm talking about. Actually, I have to do research for these specialties. And I always learn about these new fellowships that are being like invented. So many. And it just, it's, it's to the point now, I really think you could do training until you retire okay. if you wanted to. I've seen PGY-11s. <laughs> They're out it's, there. It's, is, it speaks sure. to how uh, subspecialized we are, For those who don't right? know, PGY means postgraduate year. That means 11 years after <laughs> you have graduated medical school, which is four years after you have graduated from yeah. university. So that's just like you're a 50-year-old student at yeah, that point. Much. And it's, after MD-PhD, yeah. then definitely. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like and in your so, 40s. Because so. how many years? So it's it's the four years of med school and then an additional three. Thankfully, or... my PhD was already fast at three years, but oftentimes it's much longer That's than that. That's pretty fast for a it PhD, is. right? I, I wasn't doing yeah. a mouse knockout, thank, thankfully. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then, so epilepsy. I knew that. I knew that fellowship existed. Yeah. So it's but clinical neurophysiology, you didn't know. You didn't I know did that not existed. know. What, so clinical neurophysiology, can it, you help me? It's kind of a historical thing. So basically, it's back in the day, people used to read EEGs and EMGs for muscles and sleep studies and intraoperative monitoring, which is my main job. These days, nobody really does all four. People just tend to do one or the other, but it's a historic holdover. And they told mm. me I needed to do it. So I did it. Lots of thought that I put into this career, you know? Yes. Yeah, very proud of me. You're very suggestible. <laughs> I <laughs> what, other, what other fellowships could they have you know, convinced you to do? anything. Just a <laughs> really confident person sat down with me and was like, you need to do this. And I was like, okay. And I texted my <laughs> friends. Nice. Like, if you All put right. it that way, I guess so. It's. I think a lot of people make a lot of really ridiculously huge career decisions mm -hmm. in kind of a similar way when you think about it no i, I totally yeah agree. no one really knows what they're doing especially well, if you're, I, like, you're in your 20s only, you know yeah yeah the only reason i uh was am an ophthalmologist is because i just my my clinical advisor when i like first day of med school just happened to be an ophthalmologist no way she was like yeah exactly yeah mm -hmm. and she yeah. was yeah. like she just kind of groomed right? him the whole way through oh yeah med school. I, I was Grooming i was 20 yes I guess Seriously. I was like 22, 22? 23. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I remember like talking with her the, for the first time and be like, oh, what do you do? And, and she's like, I'm an ophthalmologist. I was like, is, what is that? Eyes? Is that eyes? Oh like, that's where I <laughs> that started so in med school. But it's not, and, you know, you're like 22 yeah. years old. Your frontal lobe is not fully myelinated, by the way, at 22 years old. Right. Not until like 25. And you're making these huge decisions. Exactly. So, but, I mean, that it was a good one, though. It doesn't make any sense. So, yeah. Good job there. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm happy with it. Yeah, we got lucky. <laughs> so you said you do intraoperative monitoring. So I thought it was all, I thought it was all um, like outpatient EEGs. Oh, so I do read ambulatory EEGs for my house and things like that. Okay. Um, intraoperative monitoring. Basically, when someone's getting spine surgery, they can send some signals during the case, like tickling the foot, essentially, and seeing if there's a sensory signal or buzzing the motor cortex and seeing if the foot moves, essentially. And uh. if those signals start to go away during the surgery, then you tell the surgeon, surgeon, stop doing whatever you just mm -hmm. did. Stop putting traction on that thing. The cord is clearly not getting any perfusion. And they're like, okay, I'll stop doing what I did or whatever. Oh I don't know. God. It's through chat. So I don't really know what they say. Anyways. And so then you can monitor that from home. And then I can also read EGs and then write and stuff wow. and do other things. And write music, write right. comedy, well, that and sounds, do other that things. Sounds, that sounds stressful. The, the mean, interoperative monitoring. Yeah, thing. I mean, but I'm not the surgeon. I'm sure it's stressful for the guy well, in the room. Still, I'm sure that, yeah, that, that probably would be. <laughs> Pour one out for like, the neurosurgeons uh, out there. Seriously, right? I mean, yeah, that's a it's a scary job. I would think. Yeah, you know, I'm glad one I don't do that one. And you can. Oof. I mean, those are long surgeries, though, right? They can be, but see, I'm in my house. I'm sitting. Yeah, <laughs> does she care? That guy is it. You know, that's right. What is your work office like? It's not because it's not like a, it's a laptop. Like a, it's like a reading house. room. It's, it's not like a like you know, like radiology. You have to be in a dark. No, no. Room, thankfully, right? I would fall asleep. Yeah, it's just my laptop. Yeah. So it travels with me throughout That's my amazing. house. Yeah, so very what? nice. Hey, I we just had Eric Topol on not too long ago, yeah. and so this just makes me wonder, like. How long will you have a job before AI takes it over? Well, so far so good. You can't sue a robot, right? It's easier to sue <laughs> That's me true. than to sue a robot, which it is, you know, true. I think true for uh -huh. a lot of things, epilepsy and radiology and whatnot. Right. You know, I mean, right. I don't know if a robot can replace any of what you do. I have no idea, actually. Um, that would be, I mean, I never say never. I don't know. Who knows? We'll that see. would be scary. Uh, but, um, do, you know. Can robots have a sense of humor? I don't know. Is that uniquely human? <gasps> Oh, I'd oh, love to see this. Just getting existential. I mean, chat, yeah. chat GPT. Yeah, I feel like uh, I, I have seen some chat GPT Glock and Fleck and skits. But they're, and they're I, really I think not I'm safe. very good. I think I'm safe. Yeah, yeah I did see kinda, one. 
AI is not is not great at satire yet. Oh, I feel thankful. like yeah, that's but great. <laughs> that's the most important thing. All right, if, if it if Chat GPT if it gets that way, well then there goes then your whole side hustle. Yeah, no, we're done for sure. We're yeah, done. That was it. It's been a good run. <laughs> Um, and so you are now, so you grew up in Houston cause I, you know, I grew up in Houston too. That's right. Or the Houston area. I was in, I was at Deer Park. Oh wow. Deer Park, East Texas. Houston. Yeah. That is yep, quite Southeast industrial. Houston. Uh, uh, yep. Very industrial. <laughs> Wowie. Uh, okay. <laughs> grew up, uh, with the permanent glow of the Pasadena refineries, just right there in Nearby the background. To channel you know, view. It's starting to make sense why you got cancer twice and had a cardiac arrest, but <laughs> She's trying to trying to blame it on the She's on like the, fact the tourism that we were official regularly... for Deer Park, Kristen. Yeah. You know? It's, I mean it's, seriously. I, 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 it wasn't just it was infrequent when I would inhale, you know, toxic fumes. Just because you don't go outside very much in, in Texas. It's, well, it's very you, hot. You do. Winter's great. But when, when, winter in quotation marks yes. for sure. <laughs> Two weeks. It's great. So where, so where did you grow up? Houston, uh West Houston, like, and now I live West in Montrose. Houston which I love. Ah. It's great. It's fun. The gay pride parade goes through it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's fairly that walkable. It must be a fun place to, yeah. Fun. Yeah. That's, that's, I hear that Houston has changed a lot because it's been about, God, how many years? It's been since, oh my God, 15 years. 2004 since you lived there. Long time since oh, I've wow. like, okay. lived Almost 20 and spent years. a significant amount of time in Houston. <laughs> um, and God, I'm feeling really old I right know. now. <laughs> I mean, you but, are. It's fine. It, it's, I, I, I am. I am. But I, I, I feel weird. like it's gotten younger. Like Houston as, is like, it just, getting more interesting and yeah, for and... sure there's a great food scene if you ever come by so you I'll should you everybody go. should go to go to houston you need to go just for um, food yeah just for, just for yeah the, the weather is a little bit just challenging go in the and there's lots of mosquitoes yeah come, come in december the bugs yeah yeah oh, december's yeah, bugs fine. oh my gosh let's not talk about the roaches i once paid a kid five dollars <laughs> to come to my apartment when i was an intern and get rid of a roach in my oh, apartment. I, I, that was money well spent. Oh, Those things are huge. If you have never seen That's a right. Texas cockroach. That's right. See? Yes. You think we're overreacting. They're, what? what is that? Two and a half yeah. inches long? I don't long, even know. And they're like probably a good inch, inch and a half wide. Yeah, th this is really what uh, I learned an intern year, right? Yeah. I would buy a fogger if I needed to get rid of a roach. I would buy a fogger and fog the whole place yeah. to kill one roach. For one roach. For sure. That's right. His mom... She gifted us one of these too, but she has a roach zapper where it's like a little handheld vacuum it's thing. It's a roach vacuum. That like electrocutes the roach and then sucks it no, up no. into it, a tube. You got, you got wow. it backwards. Oh, I did? It sucks it, it up, sucks it up then and then electrocutes it. it. But then it sucks even know it into the tube also so that then you can just like dump it out into the trash or whatever. This is You don't have to touch it. This is one of the things that she spent her American Express points on. Yeah, which I think was a solid choice. It's like... Seventy thousand dollars <laughs> over the course of like five years to get a roach vacuum, <laughs> and then she gave it to you. Well, no, she got herself one, and she got. She us was so one. enthralled. She knows how much I hate them. with the roach vacuum. Oh, wow! That she had to to gift us one. Yeah. So, so okay. I'm considering. It was, Shout a great, out. it was a great Christmas. It yeah. really was. This would have improved my intern year, guys. When it I was living on my own, you needed one. Yeah. 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 See, mm. public service announcement. Mm -hmm. That's right. No, but Houston's great, everyone. So, you know, it's, it, it really is. We're making the radiation a, and the mosquitoes and the heat great. and the cockroaches. But the December's great. To you. But December's great. Yes. <laughs> so nice. It's beautiful. The Tex-Mex is good. So, Chinese so food is good. All the food is good. Chinese, yeah. yes. Yeah. Right? There's, there, sure. That's true. There's yeah. like Lots per capita, like the most restaurants in the world. Come probably. just for that. Yeah. So UT Houston, that's where you went that's to right. med school. Uh, yeah. And... I know that you probably have a ton of stories from your time kind of as a med student doing rotations. I know that you did a, also had to, you did an away rotation. Oh goodness. So in my, the peds, two years of pediatrics that I did is in child neurology, you do two years of pediatrics and then three years of neurology where the first year of neurology mm -hmm. is adult neurology. Um, yeah. My ER rotation ended up being in Dallas, Texas. And oh. you know, when you do ER, you might do a bunch of day shifts followed by a bunch of night shifts so a few of us, uh, a couple other residents who were in Dallas, who I never met before or whatever, but we were working together there. We we're about to flip over to nights. So we were thinking, okay, we need to stay up late to get ready for like four nights in a row. And how are we going to do that? And we're in Dallas. And one of them says, we don't have a strip club. I said, I'm game. We are doing this. 
It's like a sociological <laughs> experiment for me. And the, the two guys said, oh, okay, oh, we didn't think you'd say yes. I'm like, let's do And you don't know each it. other. Not very well, just group. from the shift. <laughs> so we did. We went out to a strip club in Fort Worth, Texas. This was like a Monday night, not the busiest night, not very many people there. And I ended up just chatting with the girls because at this point I had been pole dancing for exercise for many years. And so we would just like sit with our phones and just be like watching tricks on YouTube like, oh, look at that. Look at that one. And the guys were really disappointed. So that's how that went. I had a great time. Were they, they wearing didn't. bicycle helmets or was this, <laughs> maybe, maybe, were they not, they weren't fully they fledged? They were IM residents, internal medicine residents that were rotating oh, through oh, ER. Oh, I see. I see. All I right, don't, so. I don't know what your IM guy does. I don't know if you have a general IM guy. I, I've done some, my general IM person doesn't really have like a unique uniform or okay. costume. So these guys could have been I, it. I, I separated out into, into specialties, right? So I've done a few like general IM, but you know. Mostly just about curbsiding people. Yeah. So, so it, it was two of those guys. Uh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I had a lot of fun. The general, the 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 strip club going type of person and <laughs> an internal medicine doctor. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what you'd expect. From... I was just like chilling with the girls and they're like, what's going on right now? Oh, gosh. watching YouTube. And they didn't care. It was a Monday night. They were like, oh, nothing's going to happen anyway. It was, it was great. Right. <laughs> Oh, funny. That was, so, you know, UT Houston was where I was going to go for, I know. for uh, med school. I took You're a Texas resident. That's right. Yeah. Wait, oh, where yeah. did you go? Uh, I went to Dartmouth. <gasps> Lebanon, New Hampshire. No How way. do you know that? Wow. We didn't oh, even know that. We Harvard. had to look it up. I mean, oh, that's, that's like right. Close. You were up there. there. Yeah. That is yeah. very rural. My goodness. It's, it's very rural. It's very. And yes. so, you know, I had to, because we were, you know, we were in... We were finishing up. Actually, were we done with college at that point? No, yeah, no. When, it, when I applied, not we were when you still, applied. We were in our last. Anyway, year. we were at. Uh, we went to Texas Tech together, and okay. so we oh, were, Lubbock. you okay. know, trying to figure out what we wanted to do. Yeah, we've then, lived some nice places. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's so. Uh, Kristen was like, "Hey, let's go to Dartmouth," and so I had. Uh, I was like. Whoa, that's an easy school to get into. I could do that, or I could spend nine thousand dollars per year instead of what? And stay in Texas yes, instead right. of in forty to fifty thousand yeah, for sure per yeah. year. So, well, you could have done MD PhD like about, me, and then I they would have paid you. Her. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's the deal. I had a friend of mine actually that he started a PhD program. Well, MD PhD, right? Oh, started an MD PhD. Realized after the first two years, didn't want to do the PhD and just ditched. Just dipped out. And so, so ditched it, but he got, so he had to pay back the first two Ooh, years of tuition, Okay, but he didn't have to deal with like a lot of the, um, the interest payments and stuff. So, so he well, saved two years of interest. So he actually saved, yeah. <laughs> he this saved is two like years of interest. Better than white Smart. coat investor. Look right here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Start an MD PhD, dip out, pay it back, save two years no, of no, interest. No, no, no. Look at that. Wouldn't be white coat, be like white coat divester. This is not what you want for <laughs> right. like... Like financial this advice here. Right here. We're going to get in trouble if we officially recommend that. Yeah, that's it's, <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Not for financial don't, don't, advice. Don't stay here. Don't stay here for financial advice. No, please. nope. As you just heard, he chose. <laughs> you should absolutely go and do a yeah over nine thousand exactly. dollars a year public. We're exactly. not the financial people to listen to. Uh, no. Start a start an MD PhD program, then back out. So you save two years of interest payments. <laughs> there we go. Every MD PhD program director is like, oh, who are these people? Right. No. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness so yeah we uh, and uh, i think about Kristen every time i pay off uh some of my student well, loans you know what so. it, it paid off for you it worked out okay yeah, yeah. where would you be without I did, me? I'm, I'm sure you had a lot of, you enjoyed your time at ut houston i did i made some really great yeah. friends you know it's a the, big class it's in, like you it's had like 200 people right class it was around 200 people and then you know during the phd years the nd phd kids hang out together we had this really large operation game that was functional and so you'd oh. use like these big looked like tweezers and get stuff out of the operation we'd be you know oh those were our goodness. parties we also played a lot of taboo <laughs> it was a lot of board games and drinking like oh, can i say that's that? great board games and drinking yeah, yeah. yeah okay. sure. oh i did so much drinking and for the first <laughs> two years of med school oh yeah oh that's man. all there well, is to do the in dartmouth New Hampshire, the dartmouth so. culture kind of permeates everything around there and Mindy so Kaling talks about this yeah, yes. she went to yes, Dartmouth she and she talks about this. Oh, yes. 
tons of drinking. It was. Yep. And, and I, I mean, you're in the middle of nowhere in the woods, and winter is like four years long. Yeah. So, and you may or may I mean, not even not have board games. Other options. Just drinking. But, See, exactly. We had board I, games too. I think we did have some board right, games, fine. but um, okay. they were drinking-related board games. I'm sure. Yeah. So. Well, they. I mean, they have their own version of pong. Wait. Right? So any game they yeah, take and turn called it Dartmouth into Dartmouth pong. <laughs> So it's it's like it's basically beer pong, but you play with uh, ping pong paddles. So you're actually like hitting the ball. Oh, so it's just and beer pong. It's beer pong, but, but it's you're just not like, like tossing the ball. Like a, oh. Yeah, you're, you're hitting the ball back and forth. Well, that's too hard. Paddles. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's, oh my goodness, that would take so many hours I, of practice. I was not I was not very good at it, and subsequently got incredibly drunk doing it. So there <laughs> we go. Maybe Again, Kristen was better. I don't know. We are not recommending yes. that right. take these courses. No medical advice either, I guess, <laughs> or educational advice. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just no advice at all here there we go <laughs> just laughs um and so so uh, clearly you know lots of board games for you partying first couple of years of med school uh which and we in all grad do. school uh, there's more flexibility and grad there school. yeah was it, what, what was what was who partied hardest Ooh. was it grad students or med students you know question. i'd say you know, during the PhD years, you watch all your friends match into residency, right? <laughs> they all move on without yeah. you. And so then I had my friends that went into different fields and you could see what changed. The anesthesia guys, whoo, I could not keep up with them. I wouldn't try. I would be passed out. <laughs> Put it that way. I never partied yeah. with the ops though people, so I don't, I can't compare for that. Um. <laughs> It's, I don't even no, know. No. You were the only one. I guess there's not that many of you, to be fair. <laughs> there's not that yeah, many of so. us. I think, or maybe like one other person in your field. class went into ophthalmology. Uh, but it was, uh, anesthesia makes sense. Um, and then probably emergency medicine. I imagine they, they get after it. I you went know, to a Hemonk conference once. A PT, oh man, PT Monk. Ooh. Oh yeah? Yeah. Really? Uh, they see a lot. And so they they go out drinking. Yeah. So like, everybody, for to our listeners, let us know who which specialties you think party the hardest. I want to uh, hear this too. Yeah, I want to see yeah, what I know. Think. We we were just at a, a pharmacy conference in mm -hmm. Canada, and ooh, they got after it. They did. Oh, they they did. seem like they yeah. are used to oh, having Canadian a good time. Good job. Who knew? That's yeah. great. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's take let's take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with Dr. Audrey Nath. Hey, Kristen. What? We got to talk about balls. Okay, why? Because like our whole lives revolve around balls. How so? I'm an eye doctor. Okay, right? eyeballs. And also I've had testicular cancer twice. Yes, rude. And so even though I don't have any balls left, except well, for the eyeballs. you got the top balls. I got the top balls. Uh, Manscaped still sent me the lawnmower 4.0 electric trimmer. Well, that was nice. And it's purple for Testicular Cancer Awareness Month. April. That's testicular right. Cancer Awareness Month. And Manscaped has donated $50,000 to the Testicular Cancer Society. I love that society. Yeah, that's a good one. This thing is also waterproof. Oh, so you could take it in the shower. Uh, yeah, a puddle. A bathtub. Uh, any kind of tub. Hot tub. The baby open tub. The ocean, if you'd like. Oh. Seems like a weird place to bring a trimmer. It does. But you don't have to have balls even to, to use this thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, good, because no one in this house, including the dog, has any. That's true. Twenty. <laughs> so get 20% off and free shipping with code KKH at manscaped.com. All right. We are back with Audrey Nath. And Audrey, before I, I prepared a a little game for us to play before we get to that yeah. though I, I wanted to get to another one of your stories that you brought you we, you were great we asked you like come up with some like fun stories and we were just talking and didn't get to them in the first segment so i apologize uh it was just so much fun talking about like how awesome houston texas is i go on tangents uh, <laughs> it happens i've gotten out of my so, evals before it's okay i've heard this but i really like i really like this one about uh, adjusting from a trainee to an attending salary so like nobody talks about please. it you know, right, yeah, we should. Right. Let's There's, talk about it now. Oh, yeah, here's the the real finance podcast that everyone in medicine needs, right? So you go from being on loans or as an MD PhD student making twenty thousand dollars a year and stipend to being a resident, so it goes up a bit, and then being an attending, maybe in academics, as I was, and then not in academics. Uh, so that salary goes up quite a bit. And how do you adjust to that? So like, there's these habits that I've had from when I'm making. $20,000 a year that I have not given up at all. So I finished fellowship and I started on as an attending at Texas Children's Hospital. And it's the same place, right? So from June 30th to July 1st, I went from being a trainee 
to an attending and I'm still the same person, but I, and I'm walking through the same places and I'm still getting breakfast every morning. And my habit that I had developed was I was always getting this little breakfast sandwich with a biscuit and I eat the biscuit separately with jam. I know I kind of deconstruct my food. That's, that's a little, it's a little I odd. do that too. I get, it's okay. okay no thank you. Here. Thank you. For being here. <laughs> and so I would order this every day. And as I got to the checkout line, it just became this habit that I would always hide the jam packets under my last two fingers like this and hold the sandwich for for those of you who can't see the camera i essentially would hide the jam packets under two of my fingers so it wasn't visible to the cashier so i wouldn't have to pay an extra 10 cents and this became <laughs> such cents. a habit i didn't even realize i was doing it until several months into being and attending and realizing why am i stealing these jam packets <laughs> i make over 10 times more than i did as a student I can pay the 10 cents. <laughs> I never right. got caught, though. So that's good. You never got caught stealing 10 cent jam packets. <laughs> good for you. One. Man, you master, master thief right here. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well done. <laughs> See, but that's uh, the thing. Uh, Finance advice. No one ever talks about yeah, this. You we're, know? We're, yeah. This, this is like a finance we're, podcast we're talking now. about is, you know, everyone tells you, you got to get disability insurance while you're a trainee. The rates are lower. Yes, yes. Okay. You got to get term life insurance once you have kids, right? So that your kids are ready. Absolutely. Nobody talks about what happens if you go to prison, right? Or stealing Dis jam packets? Sure. Or whatever. Or just disability <laughs> insurance whatever. doesn't cover your lost wages when you're in prison. Neither does term life insurance because you're still alive. So there needs to be a product mm -hmm. for prison insurance. You never mm, know when you're going to get insurance. caught up in a kickback scheme. You don't know. Okay, maybe you do. Actually, you, you probably That's do. That's a good point. But you might not. Yeah. Some light fraud here That's and there. That's true. There needs to be a product. On accident or sure. on purpose. That's, this is Hopefully just not. what we need. We need uh, more ideas for different kinds of insurance. That, oh. This is it's exactly <laughs> what society needs right now. That's right. That's right. It's fantastic. It'll go really well. Prison insurance, yeah, everybody. Brought to you by State wrong. Farm. <laughs> <laughs> like a good neighbor, like a good, like a good incarcerated cellmate. cellmate, State Farm is there. Don't say I wasn't trying to help people. You know, that's great. You know, there's some certain things that just never go away when you're when you become an attending. Yeah. Like I, I will still find free food, and I, uh -huh. I will, I will seek out free food. That's right. I, I can't get my brain to leave free food and alone. You are I don't a know if that's just in private me. Practice. Right, that's like, right. We can I could afford. I could afford a lunch. sandwich. Yeah, I can it's go. Fine. I could literally. I could get lunch anywhere I want. You know, you right? I bought this at Goodwill. I still shop at Goodwill. Yeah, see, Some stuff like that. Yeah. I can't shake just, it. Yeah, it's just such yeah. a good deal. They get they get like beaten into you oh, during yeah, that part of your life. Yeah, so I mean, it's that... just like you just for so long you don't you don't make any money, so it's just a weird transition you know, i guess to, now i'm in private yeah. practice so if i'm in the fancy grocery store part aisle to get one yeah. thing and i need ketchup now i'll be like okay i'll buy the fancy ketchup instead of walking it. across the store so right. i have made that but modification. it's like a pep talk you have to give yourself i have to talk yeah. myself like, through it yeah. you can do it's okay <laughs> just this once See, nobody talks well, about hopefully this. the yeah. Hopefully the statute of limitations is has expired on your um, jam? on your jam stealing I scheme. Because so, I don't have prison insurance. So because That's right. You yeah. don't you don't have prison insurance. That's right. All right. Hey, let's okay, we gotta get to this game. We could talk about stealing things all all day. But um all right. So you're a neurologist. We've yes. established this. And so I thought we could do something. I, I'm an ophthalmologist. So this is also this is a, a topic that really pertains to both of our areas That's of right. expertise. We are going to do a cranial nerve draft. Yes. All right, so here's how it's going to go. Yes. We're going to take turns. I'm going to let you start because Ooh. you're you're the guest. Oh, wow. Uh, so you get first choice. We're going to take turns picking cranial nerves. And then, so we're going to each have a team of six cranial nerves each. Oh, my goodness. All right? And then what we're going to do is I'm have our listeners. my whole life. My God. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have a listeners tell us on social media wherever who they think has the best cranial nerves who 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 drafted who got the best team who drafted the best team that would uh lead to a somewhat normal existence in life <laughs> oh. you know somewhat normal life or yes. just fun or just like the best like who who won the draft who who's got the best cranial nerves um by any metric you want to put on that so okay anyway, let's Dr. do this Nath. i'm gonna start with cranial nerve 10 I want that vagus. I, you need autonomic function. Mm. It'd kind of be tough to go through life without that. So I'm going to start there. It's not eye-related. 
It's like all the auto, all the autonomic nerves. I'm or is it why just... are you looking at me? I don't know. <laughs> like, Ask I, mean, her. I don't remember. I don't remember much about ten. I don't know. Because it doesn't have anything to do with eyes. Vegas yeah, nerve. Like, so. It's not three, four, or six. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Autonomic fine. systems. I, I important. just yeah. You gotta gotta. It's like basic functioning it, for it, life, it's kind right? Of so. Yeah. It's like regulating your yeah, like, blood pressure. I think, the, game, and stuff I, I think like that. the game's over. I think she won. No, no. <laughs> Hold on now. There's, Hold on now. There's a few more okay. that are pretty critical. Uh, yeah, okay. they sure are. Uh, okay. Obviously, I'm going to go with cranial nerve two. Yeah. Okay. That's, um, <laughs> you know. Okay. What's that it's, one do? That's oh, that's the optic nerve. Okay. All right. Well, so, so predictable. You have it. You know, you need your optic nerves <laughs> on to, brand to do a it's lot. On now, brand. You don't that's need it to live, but it's um, you know, a quality of life thing. So I enjoy eyeballs. So I'm gonna go with two. Okay. I'm next gonna do facial nerve, cranial nerve seven for moving your face, mm, chewing. Good choice. Keeping your eyes, mm. you know, closed if you need to. Kind of helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's 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 real. Eat, that was so. high up on my list. Mm -hmm. All right, so you got ten, you got Vegas, you got facial nerve. Um, I'm going to go with three. Uh, Oculomotor nerve. That's right. Okay. Most eye so, movements. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not just because <laughs> the eye-related cranial nerves are better. That is true, but this one's a really important one because it gives you your eye movements. Mm -hmm. The vast majority, not all of them, but the most important ones. Mm -hmm. uh, and it also allows you to, um, your pupils to adjust. That's true. I'm the just saying, I feel like um, yeah. just having my autonomic nervous system and being able to chew my food would both come higher in importance to me than being able to move my eyeballs. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> just saying. Do you enjoy accommodating? I mean, I do. do. You enjoy I just, reading? I enjoy do you enjoy staying seeing alive things up close? More. Because you wouldn't be able to do it if you didn't have the third cranial nerve. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> That's All true. Right. There's sympathetic nerves there. That mm -hmm. that's important. Mm -hmm. Okay. So All I got right. two and three. You got seven and ten. What's your next Me, choice? Me once again. I'm in Houston. It's a food city. I'm gonna go with nine. I want to be able to swallow. It is what it is. Mm. Ooh, that was very low on my list. <laughs> food? You don't because you Shave. could just you could just. There's other ways to consume. Oh, like, like a G tube. Nutrition. You could put in a G tube. I mean that. Do that I guess. But I guess so. Yeah. You don't technically have to swallow. You could just you know, have the food slide down your esophagus in oh, some way. Does it does real it help protect your airway? Does nine protect your airway? Uh, I don't know. Somewhat. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't See, okay. you subspecialize so much as an epileptologist, and now I'm like, uh, which one does that? Right. <laughs> okay. All right. So nine for eating. Mm -hmm. it, that that allows you to taste things, right? Uh, partially. Uh, only in the very back. Partially. Okay. Oh, I think there's very, some, very there's back. Some... What's like in the back? Anything seven. good? I don't know if nine. Is it like oh, a right. little bit of sensation of nine, tiny bit in the very back, ish. Okay. okay. Yeah, so nine is, that, is swallowing and a little bit of taste. Okay, gotcha. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna throw a curveball here. I'm gonna say twelve. I want twelve. Oh, okay. What's that one do? Okay. Uh, it, okay. it allows me to like talk and move yeah. your tongue and, oh, okay. and you actually need that like for your job now. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that's important. Oh, that all right? was a so, curve. I did not see that coming. Mm -hmm. I thought you were gonna yeah. sweep all the eyes. Well that's because you don't have cranial nerve number two or three. Mm -hmm. So I'm, hey, I'm oh. I'm trying to be reasonable here. Okay. Right. Okay. Next I'm gonna go with five. Sensation to the face. I think it's important. Oh, five is good. I think. Five is good. Yeah, although I, you could live without it if you had to. Try Gemini, you, you can, would, but you know, it's nice. You would it end up yeah, without without five, you'd you'd probably end up with uh pretty horrific blindness relatively quickly because you can't feel your corneas oh so, so it is an be... eye thing look at that it, <laughs> it is everything comes back to eyes with him it's, uh you know don't quote me on this but like 90 percent of the brain is related to eyeballs all right <laughs> everybody terms it up differently in the literature up. but it's really funny it, it does not add up to 100 when you put all the literature together <laughs> right? from different parts of the brain it's so funny yeah <laughs> that's fantastic choice all right five um I, I did not choose five earlier because with enough ocular lubrication, like you could get by without like, <laughs> the, you could get by without sensation of the rest of the face. Who cares? Okay. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Like, what does it matter? <laughs> I, I don't need to it. like feel my face. Yeah. That's fine. Mm. Um, okay. All right. I'm at, we only have a few left here. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with eight. Oh, that is a good one. Yeah. Okay. So, auditory do? nerve. To auditory. Yep. Mm. Vestibular cochlear. Okay, that's mm. important. So now I now I can hear. I can see. Ooh. All right. Oh, yeah, but you're dead. No, not. She has 
She has 10. That's a very important one. But, but hearing is... Free. Oh, man. Yeah. For music, you yeah. got to have eight. Okay. Yeah, it's it's great. So we're getting it's down great. to kind of the bench players, I'd say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's right. You know, <laughs> I'm going to go with six for a very neurologist reason. It's oh. really helpful when people have increased pressure in their head. Cranial nerve six is very long and thin and very sensitive to increases in pressure in the head and can give us a lot of information. If that nerve doesn't work well, then we might think, ooh, someone has increased pressure in their head. We need to get a CT scan. So for neurologist reasons, six, not opto reasons. That's yeah, up though it's not as important. So the sixth cranial nerve, the abducens nerve, it makes you look. You had to look that up before this. I did not. That's that's, that's my thing. <laughs> I'm I'm all over that. Uh, it it uh, allows the eye to abduct, so it look out. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah, if you did not have the sixth nerve, uh, you'd be extremely uh, esotropic. So your eyes would be all Tunnel would vision. be turned in. Yeah, and so it'd just be really. You could get by. I mean, because people have congenital you know, absence of they cranial do. nerve six. So you can live without it. It's, it's, you could probably live a pretty normal life too. It just make, um, you'd have to have some pretty strong glasses probably or some surgeries to fix that. Okay. Oh, six. and probably some other, some other it. senses might be affected. Like what? What are you talking <laughs> like about? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> I do six but the reason you said that that is a good point because i it, that's definitely something we use to as a sign of increased intracranial pressure so for neuro but, uh, that's yeah, what we care about good. right what you can right. see I, uh, you know can live with that. i only there's only two left yeah uh well there's only two three? left um oh, was there three left one four and eleven <laughs> I, I didn't you even, didn't even put one on I your didn't list even put one on my list <laughs> cradle nerve two through twelve are intact right that's, that's what we always say it is <laughs> I didn't even put you one on my list. Uh, you were like, there's 12 of them. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. You know our anatomy okay. professors right now will be so proud of us, right? <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, ooh, okay. Yeah, we're down to real bench warmers now. I know. I, you know what? I guess I I guess I will I will go ahead and just stick with my, you know, the five senses strategy that I'm on here, and I'm gonna go ahead and take one. Thank you for reminding me that it existed. Okay. Olfaction. Smelling. So, so I'll take one. Yeah. It helps smell with it, eating. Smell. It, it exactly. Does. It does. Um, also not getting poisoned. You got to sure, be able to detect yeah, if yeah. something is, is rotting. Oh, that's right. Or... That's true. I never thought about that, that actually. Is yeah. like, it is. Yeah. Something is disgusting. That is a, like a signal to your body stuff? that oh, you yeah, should not absolutely. eat that because it's poison. Okay. So that you don't right. drink it so, first. So, yeah. So okay. I'll take one. <laughs> oh, boy. We're down to two that do very little. Oh mm-hmm. boy! Uh, so are these I'm like the go... appendix of the cranial nerves? Yes. Yeah, the real much. bench warmer of all bench warmers are four <laughs> and eleven. I'm gonna take mm-hmm. eleven because I'm starting to do a little bit of exercise now. I joined CrossFit. I'm trying to get into shape hey. and shrugging <laughs> of the shoulders with some trapezius okay. muscle action is helpful. Basically, cranial nerve uh, 11 really only deals with two muscles. I mean, which is kind of right. wild. Like, who designed this, right? The sternocleidomastoid and the trapezius. But so for it working turns out, your head left, right? Yeah, it turns much. your head left and, and then right. The, and then shrug- also and shrugs your shoulders. Shrug your shoulders you that when you're kind of lifting some of these heavier weights sometimes. So I'll go with 11 just for CrossFit. It helps so you not get run think- over by a car. Yeah, you can like look. Look and for traffic and the, left. Yeah. That's right. true. Well, if you didn't have cranial nerve 11 would those muscles just atrophy they kind of do people Are they just there's people who roll around like, like this happen? yeah they just they use other muscles and kind of compensate you you really wouldn't okay. even know i i've seen it okay yeah. gotcha. which is why it's a bench warmer <laughs> on the cranial, like those people are fine <laughs> yeah all right i am i'm gonna obviously that leaves me with uh the 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 dumbest cranial nerve the the one that I, as an ophthalmologist, I don't even know really why we, it exists or, you know, someone should explain to me why this is even necessary to have as an entire cranial nerve. But I'm going to go with cranial nerve four, mm-hmm. which innervates the superior oblique muscle. That's right. It's this one little muscle, <laughs> one tiny muscle. That's all this nerve does, but it gets the status of a cranial nerve. Mm. And it just, it basically, you know, it you know, does... Um, torsion of the eyeball so you know the eye can look up down left right it also kind of like twists in the socket so you can roll your eyes yeah i mean it's, that's going to be important for me it, it, you know it's fair yeah that's Some true people, that's I true you do a lot of that. with him so <laughs> so so i'm left with four all right so here's here's our teams okay 
I got, um, oh, I have one, two, three, and four. Sure, yep. And eight, eight uh-huh. and 12. So I get to, I get to hear, I get to see, I get to taste. Yes, that's true. I, I get to move my eyes around in almost all different directions, <laughs> except for right and left. <laughs> and I get to talk as well. There we go. Okay, so one, two, three, four, eight, and 12. For all those right. of you playing at home, that's team one. That's, that's right. team one. And then so um, I've got team Nath two. Here. Team two is right. creating order five for facial sensation, six to look left and right, seven to chew and move your face, nine for swallowing, 10 also for swallowing and for some autonomic function, and 11 to shrug your shoulders for CrossFit. There you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so everybody let us know who won. Who's got the best uh, cranial nerve uh, team here? <laughs> and whatever that means to you. <laughs> and why? Tell us all about it. All right. Well, let's, uh, and then we're going to take one more break and then let's come back and we'll do a couple of fan stories. All right. We are back now with some fan stories. We have Audrey Nath here Hi. as a neurologist extraordinaire. And um, so let's do this. We got Lois and James, her story. Working in healthcare has its difficulties, but it also has its perks, like our epic "How did you meet?" story. Ooh, in a short, meet yeah, it's a meet, it's a meet cute. Uh, in short, it was uh, between another woman's legs. Mm, okay, let's, let's explain. Go on. I was I was a midwife. We're both in the UK, looking after a lady in labor. In walked the doctors doing their rounds, including a brand new one on his first day of specialty training. All was good, so off they went. But this new doctor asked if he could stay and watch as he'd never seen a normal delivery and there was nothing else going on. I wouldn't say it was love at first sight. He irritated me wanting to doctor on my patient who was doing fine on her own. But a few weeks passed and he charmed me by chasing me down the labor ward with his amniotic fluid soaked sock. And boom, we're now 12 years married with two kids. (laughs) That's uh, what did it. Okay. For her then, uh, uh, Amniotic fluids. <laughs> yes. Fluids in general. Uh, it's in been a socks. while probably since you've had to deal with uh, the the joys you of... You know, really just my own kids. Just your kids, Just my own deliveries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it, could, it, it could meet some that interesting people. That is a people, memorable way to meet that's someone. That's a good way though. to meet someone. Yes. That's, that's good. All right. Number two. We have Alex. For background, I am a hand surgeon. A hand surgeon. Did hand you know that surgeon. hand surgeons like it's like that is niche. It's all they do. It's just just, just hands. Just hands. So we talked about like all the different fellowships you can do. That's I'm sure That's one fun. of them. What do they start? What's before that? Uh, I think you could ortho. do it from plastic surgery or ortho. ortho? Okay. I think there's a couple of ways you can do it. Yeah. On Father's Day, 2020, I was slicing potatoes on a kitchen. Oh, I don't like where this is going. On a kitchen oh, mandolin slicer, and I was very careful because I know how dangerous slicers are. That's right. But then a piece got stuck in the slicer. And while trying to dislodge said piece, I sliced my Uh. right index finger. I immediately grabbed it with my other hand. Mm. And I didn't want to cause a scene and alarm my husband unnecessarily. So I just quietly went upstairs to the bathroom to assess the damage. I opened my hand and saw a flap of skin and some Uh. glistening white tendon. The tendon. So it was deep enough you could see the tendon. I then started to feel a little woozy, much like Kristen is right yes. now. Uh-huh. I Which braced... nerve is that? <laughs> <laughs> I braced myself against the bathroom counter, but still collapsed Ooh. to the ground. My husband, who oh had no goodness. idea I've been hurt, hears the crash and runs upstairs and finds me on the floor and a good amount of blood all around. I, of course, insist I'm fine, but I sheepishly call my father, who is fortunately also a surgeon, oh, wow. and who lives nearby. I told him I cut myself, but was hoping to not go to the ER. Could he take a look? He asked if I can drive myself to his office. I say no, and he picks me up. We go to the office. We get all set up. As he starts to unwrap things, I look again. Then I just hear, Al, can you hear me? You look a little green. Why don't you lay down? So I did. And he sewed the back of my finger back on. Ah! And fortunately, it healed up well, and I am fine. Oh. Though I have not used the slicer since then. Uh, I don't think any of us will now. 
I think I'm gonna vomit. Oh my goodness, that. That's, that must have been it's particularly hard though as a hand surgeon to yeah. have the type of thing that you treat all the time. I, I you know yeah. I think about that sometimes. Obviously, like you see like I'd certain... like if you forgot to wear your safety goggles and then something hit you in the eye. Exactly. <laughs> or else I slept in contacts for yeah. some reason. Oh wait, you're not or, supposed uh, to do that. Wait. Uh, oh, oh God, please oh, don't oh, tell oh, me. That. Oh. I, oh. I just wear That's them and they get blurry, and then it's We're... like okay, I should get another one. Oh boy! I I'm just going to assume you're kidding, and you're yeah, there's them, no way I usually take them out. You could, but like I don't know how many months it's been. Mm. It's just after a while you okay. don't see so good out of one eye. Yeah. Oh oh dear. Right. <laughs> uh, so, um, you're hurting him. Okay. I think we should wrap this up. <laughs> Audrey, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Please change your contacts. Kristen and Will please awesome. Please take your contacts out. Okay. When you go to bed at night. I should go do that. <laughs> Well, tell us uh, uh, what um what do you got going on right now? You said you're so you're writing, so you have time to write. Is, I sure is that do. Correct? Absolutely. What are you writing? So I wrote a short story about a patient experience and residency and what it was like after coming from life as a musician into the hospital and feeling kind of lost. And it was included in a compilation of stories called What We Bring to the Practice of Medicine: Perspectives from Women Physicians, being published by Kent State Press, uh. and it'll come out on April fourth. And I am on Twitter and YouTube handle at Audrey Nath, MD, PhD. Awesome. April 4th. That's when it's coming out. Yeah. So by the time you're hearing this episode, it is available for purchase. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you. That was so much fun. And uh, again, everybody, let us know who won the game today. All right. Because I really think I have the inside track on that. (laughs) I'm worried about the cranial nerve 10, though, because that was that was a good first choice. Yeah. yeah, Anyway, we'll see. At least you can smell whatever. It's it's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Audrey, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. Well, that was great. She was a lot of fun. That, that, was, was, um, that was a fun game, too. I finally got to, to, to draft some cranial nerves. I know. You've been waiting. <laughs> I need, we needed, list we needed a neurologist on here so I could, I could you know, have someone that actually like, knows more than the five or six that are, uh, that are associated with the eyeballs. Yeah. So, you know, that's good. So, again, let us know who won. Who's got, who's got the better cranial nerve team? Obviously, I think it's me, but yeah, don't be, don't let that cloud your judgment. Uh, you know, <laughs> try to be objective uh, with this. There are no stakes for who wins. It's just bragging rights between me and Dr. Nath. So, uh, yeah. you know, anyway. It's true. Uh, and definitely check out that book. I think she's our second guest so far that that um, has contributed. Absolutely. So that's the practice like of medicine one. perspectives from women physician. Again, that's uh, what we bring to the practice. What of we medicine. bring to the practice of medicine perspectives from women physicians. Uh, available April 4th, 2023. Uh, so yeah, definitely check that out. And uh, let us know your thoughts for the episode. Uh, there's lots of ways to hit us up here. You can email us, knockknockhi at human-content.com. Visit our social media channels of Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter. Twitter. Uh, you can also hang out with us in our Human Content Podcast family on Instagram and TikTok at Human Content Pods. And thank you to all the listeners who are leaving a lot of feedback, wonderful feedback, awesome reviews on wherever it is that you leave reviews. We love seeing them. If you subscribe and comment on your favorite podcasting app or on YouTube, we might give you a shout out like today. Freckle123 on Apple said, entertaining and educational, fun to listen to, and I learn more stuff about medicine. Probably going to take a CPR class now. Ooh, there yay. you go. Yes, Something everyone do everyone that. Everyone should do. Okay. Or at least like watch a, a video on YouTube yeah. about how to do it. You don't have to take the full class if you don't. Or that one episode of The Office. You know, you something. Know, something. Learn CPR. Uh, it's just something. Uh, full episodes are up uh, of this podcast. Full episodes are up every week on my YouTube channel at D Flecken. And we also have Patreon. Lots of cool perks, bonus episodes where we react to medical shows and movies. Uh, you can hang out with other members of the Knock Knock High community. We're there, active in it, commenting, posting things. You get early episode access, uh, ad-free episode access, ad-free mm-hmm. episode access, uh, Q&A live stream events, a lot more coming. Patreon.com slash Glockenflecken or go to Glockenflecken.com. Speaking of Patreon community perks, new member shout out to Karen B. Thank you, Karen. 
Shout out to all the Jonathans, as always. A virtual head nod to Patrick, Lucia C, Sharon S, Omar, Edward K, Abby H, Stephen G, Roskbox, Jonathan F, Marion W, Mr. Granddaddy, Caitlin C, Brianna L, Dr. J, Chaver W. Patreon Roulette. Shout out. This, oh, I should say what Patreon Roulette is. Uh, people who are the emergency physician level of Patreon, they will have just a random shout out from mm-hmm. us. Uh, so let's do the roulette uh, drum roll, the snare drum, mm-hmm. as best as I can do. Shout out to Betsy H for being a patron. And thank you all for listening. We are your hosts, Will and Kristen Flannery, a.k.a. The Glock and Fleckens. Special thanks to our guests today, Dr. Audrey Nath. Our executive producers, Will Flannery, Kristen Flannery, Aaron Corny, Rob Goldman, and Shanti Brooke. Our editor and engineer is Jason Portizo. Our music is by Omar Binsvi. To learn about our Nog Nog Highs program, disclaimer, and ethics policy, submission, verification, and licensing terms, and HIPAA release terms, you can go to glockandplugin.com or reach out to us at knockknockhigh at human-content.com with any questions, concerns, or fun medical puns. I did it all in one breath. Knock Knock High is a human content production. 